Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Welcome back to Curse, Code, and Crown, a live play Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition podcast featuring a fully original world and campaign. I am the wizard Cronox, observer of time. Curse, Code, and Crown features our regular voiceover artists and improvisers, Laura Hamstra as the Orc Countess Ada and Princess Gwendolyn. Tyler Hewitt as Maka Deathcap, and Ryan LaPlante as Duncan Kindano, alongside our Dungeon Master, the incredible Tom McGee. So get ready for an adventure including thrills, chills, and hope for a brighter tomorrow! It's time for Curse, Code, and Crown! Ita, you've been wandering around uh, the festival grounds of uh, the Exile's Moon. What do you think you've been up to? Um, before Remy de Beaumarchais finds you, as he inevitably right, will. Right, right. <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think Ida is probably, <sighs> she's probably just looking for information about the world, in which case it's just like literally going up to a group of people and, and very asking very point blank. It says, uh, hello. I see you have been exiled along with everyone else here. I am just a guest, though exiled in spirit. Uh, what were you exiled for? I am curious. I am gathering information. Thank you. Exiled <laughs> in spirit is great, by the way. <laughs> Indeed. Roll me a, um, an investigation, please. For sure. <clears throat> Let's get Ida up there. Ooh, that's a 23. Oh, damn. Um, all right. Uh, so, uh, in your group, you find, um, everyone just kind of, uh, goes around and start, you know, introduces themselves. Um, <clears throat> there is a dwarven monk named Stillwater. Stillwater. Um, is that familiar to us? No. No. Um, she is, uh, obviously like short kind of squat, um, shaped head, um, looks a bit like if you stretched, uh, uh, Ang from Airbender over a dwarf frame. <laughs> nice. Um, and uh, so she's wearing kind of like a, an, an orange D and um, huge muscular arms. Um, and uh, very, like, kind of not, like, just says that very plainly. Like, I am still water. I was exiled from Oktoberfest Fortress uh, for my desire to Seek inner enlightenment and not work metals. Instead, I now work roads. Hmm. Um, beside her is a uh, turtle. Ida, uh, just to be clear, hmm. Ida would interject immediately sure, go for and it. ask, like, and has working on roads brought you inner enlightenment? Yes. Fascinating. Isn't it? Uh, beside her is a uh, a turtle um, who is wearing a uh, like a '90s Ninja Turtles 
uh, undercover Raphael trench coat uh, and fedora <laughs> situation. Nice. Um, and the trench coat is just full of inner pockets that are just full of baubles. Hmm. Um, and um, he just says, yes, uh, Rock Oliver is uh, my name and I'm uh, the cash turtle. I'll give, I'll give you cash for anything you got. And um, he just jangles, jangles the coat. Um, and true enough to his word, there's a, a tremendously strange amount of shit in there. Um, Ida pulls like a stray thread that's come undone on like her coat and be like, how much for all this? Um, and uh, even though you're clearly like kind of putting them on, he does, he narrows his eyes and he reaches out and takes it and then pulls out like one of those jewelers um, eyepieces and says, I'll need a few minutes to take a look at this, but remember, I'll give you the best price if it's worth something. And then like leans over and starts examining the, uh, the thread. Um, there is, uh, there are uh, a, a gnome and a goblin um, mm-hmm. who are uh, fairly drunk. Nice. Um, and uh, w- one of them says, um, uh, "Hey, yeah, we're. Uh, uh, I'm, 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 I'm Bill, and and this is, uh, this is Suzette, and we are uh, part of the Illogicals. So you know, uh, just, just out here making our way in the world because we're not good enough to do it where we're from. Maybe we'll find some road enlightenment, like, like." Still water over here. I'm sorry. Uh, did I hear you correctly? Illogicals. Yeah. Yeah. What does this mean? Uh, I understand what illogical <clears throat> means. And Suzette just pipes in saying, it means we test badly. And then they both kind of like chuckle sadly. I do not understand the joke. Hmm. Um, and uh, she kind of like looks at you and looks you up and down um, with a bit of derision. Uh, on her features and just says, uh, well, you said you were a guest here. Are you an orc countant of the Empire of Numbers by any chance? Uh, indeed I am. Boo. And then Bill's d- like, boo. And I am- like, Stillwater looks fucking horrified uh, at this. And like, in kind of a really base offended way and is like similarly indignant just quietly. Like she kind of shuffles towards you a little bit, um, kind of making you guys a duo. How, 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 why, why booing? I understand that the empire numbers is not perfect. However, uh, all, uh, we are logical at least. I, why? Oh booing? yeah. Very, very logical. Yeah. Yeah. No. I get that. Very logical indeed. Hey, do they let you carry that abacus uh, that you got stitched into your shirt in on tests? Can you just uh, use an abacus on your tests? Yes, of course. Uh, <laughs> they're both kind of like chortled to each other. It's like, well, we're not allowed any study aids at the Institute. So uh, if we To be clear, fail, basic arithmetic is not a test of logic. It is a basic, the basic tools could be used. We generally do not need our abacus, but for the most complex uh, equations. And that is just for uh, trivial matters. Well, bully the for you, The base is the lady. logical and creating the formulas that you will use to solve these problems. Abacus is a tool. Yeah. Your mind. Mm-hmm. 
Is I, 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 you do not seem interested in this. Oh, it just, it's a tool that your mind gets to use on a test. We don't get any of that. We can't bring notes. We can't bring tools. All we can bring is what's up here. And she like points to her forehead. And she's like, and if they deem that not worthy, then you join us in the illogical pool. And then you end up at weird festivals with a giant turtle man and this little punchy dwarf. And apparently some accountant who stumbled out of, I don't know, the counting factory and found her way in here. Wait, do I, I'm sorry, do I understand you were exiled for wanting to use an aid on a test? We were exiled for failing a test. As I said, we test badly. Why did you fail? And like, she is very much over this, but Bill says, uh, uh, there's, uh, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of things, uh, to know if, if you're going to join the ranks of the best and brightest at the Institute. And we, uh. We didn't know all of them. And if you don't know all of them, you end up out here or elsewhere. They have no interest in anyone who doesn't meet their threshold for perfection. So here we are. Well, Not if it logical you, enough for them. If it makes you feel better, they practice uh, sham <laughs> science. So. Whoa, 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 whoa. And the other one's like, whoa, whoa. And uh, Suzette says, look, they may be assholes, but their science is impeccable. Trust me, I know. I tried to learn, and I failed. And they're amazing. So watch it, or count it. <laughs> you clear, yes, you are, you are illogical. I, I, should have, I should have seen that the conversation would turn out this way. I am not enjoying this anymore. I am going to find other people with which to converse. Um, and as you turn to leave, um, a big, heavy hand falls on your shoulder. Um, and uh, Rock Oliver swings you around and goes, I can't offer you anything for this. It seems it's just thread. But if you have any other baubles, trinkets, remember, I'm the cash total. I'll hook you up. And it just gives you two fingers of like pointing at you as you walk away. Um, but he, he, he's holding his pose. Uh, thank you. I will, if I have anything to trade, I will, or sell, I suppose. I will, I will seek you out. Um, and you hear, uh, the gnome mutter, uh, something about, uh, selling out, uh, to the goblin and they both chuckle a little bit as you, uh, make your way through the crowd. At which point a small figure bumps into you. And says, oh, pardonnez-moi. Oh, wait. Wait. <laughs> I recognize that abacus anywhere. Are you? Flipping back the hat, he says, Ita. I am. Uh, my reputation apparently precedes me. And you are? Remy de Beaumarchais. Let me sing you a song about numbers. Um, I would like to hear the song. And he kind of like settles down. Yeah, um, and uh, he actually seems a little surprised. He wasn't expecting that to work. It never has. Um, so he suddenly gets a little bit bashful and kind of like shuffles around and like uh, pulls, like quickly gets into his, his um, uh, pose. Uh, he, he sort of like readjusts his hat, pulls out like a tiny lute um, and uh, begins to um, strum the Fibonacci sequence as best he can um, oh. while uh, singing about its perfection. And Ida would just... She would say, like, be careful, be careful <laughs> when you recite that. It is he very is, powerful. Yeah, he, and he is, like, 
<laughs> you can see the sweat on his brow um, because he's already committed to singing it. So now he just has to he has to to carry through. So he uh, he engages in a a, a test of of uh, performance fortitude, the likes of which you have never seen. Uh, luckily, he rolls very well. So so far, it is très bien. Meanwhile, um, Maka, uh, you have uh, left the the tent uh, with, with Duncan close behind you. Um, you're looking for this old man. You know Duncan needs needs you to help find him. How do you think you'd search the crowd? Or like, what is Maka's kind of crowd work strategy now after looking, having had to work a few crowds in his time? Looking for the oldest, most male person there and just kind of working his way down from that. Just okay. y- younger and less male. <laughs> uh, Great. But, but starting, starting at the top, because those are the two characteristics he was provided with. <laughs> Would you inherently look back over your shoulder to make sure Duncan was with you, or are you just like a rocket being launched at a, a target? No, he would look for, for Duncan because ultimately he's going to need Duncan to confirm any of the people that he tracks down. Okay, maybe people that he suspects. Yeah. Um, so looking back over your shoulder, you realize that uh, Duncan has not uh, left the tent. Okay, I go back into standing the tent. Outside. Um, you open the, the flaps and um, find yourself slammed up against a wall um, of force that kind of crackles the same way the uh, previous Order of Champions uh, barricade did. Um, you can see inside, but you can't move past it. Can I see Duncan inside? You can. Um, he is laying on his back, um, just kind of uh, lying on the ground. His eyes are open, but darting left and right um, and kind of up and down as though he's tracking things. Um, and uh, every so often his his body twitches. All right, that seems uh, serious enough to Maka um, to try to intercede, especially because he doesn't see another combatant. So mm-hmm. this is unusual. This is not the way it played out last time. Yeah. Um, so he's going to cast uh, Dispel Magic on this force field. Okay. I'm going to cast it at fourth level. Dang. All right. Uh, does it, uh, does the barrier dissipate or do I need to roll? Basically if it's fourth level or lower, um, it, uh, it, 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 uh, ends because okay. I've cast a spell magic. It does not. Um, okay. as you learned from the previous one, the magic that is associated with this, uh, order bond piece is likely higher magic than any of the combatants are wielding. It's likely whoever organized its magic. So um it's a tall order to break it it is but certainly worth trying okay yeah i'm gonna roll um if it's higher make an ability check using your spell casting ability the dc equals 10 plus the spells level so just so you've got a goal in mind yep i got you that's not good uh six plus nine uh 17 17 um you feel the uh, the force field crackle. Plus fifteen. I'm sorry. Oh, it's fifteen. Okay. Yeah. Um, you feel it crackle under your the uh, the the weight of your your spell. Um, it seems almost to bend, but it does not break. Um, and uh, as you you strike it, um, 
uh, sort of a crowd uh, appears from from around the side and uh, swarms you, saying like, uh, well, you know, sir, did, did you did you see what happened in there? What, what's happening to that guy? We've got to get in there and, and save him, sir. And you basically find yourself in a reboot, like, I will make your boots go faster situation where the oh, mob is, is like rushing you being like, we got to help. But none of them have any abilities to help. There's like one guy sitting there with a pickaxe just swinging against the barricade up front. Um, and uh, you have someone be like, I'll find mags and like ripping through the crowd. Um, but generally speaking, uh, you are you are now being hindered uh, unless you can calm down a small crowd of helpful people. It is Maka's worst enemy. Yep. <laughs> Meanwhile, um, Gwendolyn. Send um, Panthers. <laughs> um, so having uh, learned that uh, you need to probably like commend and reinforce uh the dwarven licensing bureau uh and having uh, uh abandoned uh the uh the, the fine people of uh fortress fjall festival um you are uh you now have uh we'll say like uh, another kind of you're not gonna get many of these but you have another sort of chance uh to explore the crowd so what what is the next action you would like to take um at the uh, in the market um <laughs> All right. Um, she's going to find the next shabbiest looking place. Cool. That's it. It's literally just like, all right, who's up next? Um, and are you looking specifically for like installations or for just like groups of people? Honestly, groups, it can be groups of people. It could be no. a solitary person. Like I see walking down the street. It's just like, who looks, who looks sad? Okay, so you're specifically looking for disenfranchised. Is there any yeah. other? Yeah. Okay, so just literally like who looks sad. You don't really yeah. care where they look like they're from. No, I'm just like this is. Ki it's kind of it's basically spray and pray for Gwendolyn in terms gotcha. of like, <laughs> come <clears throat> on, I have a limited amount of time. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, so um, you find? Uh, um, can you roll? I think probably perception again if you're just doing sure. like or investigation. You can take out one, but. It's a six. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's going to be great again. You. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, you find a, um, a guy, uh, an orc um, sitting on a log. Um, and uh, he is looking into a, uh, a shattered mirror um, that he's kind of got propped up next to him. And um, you can see that uh, he's been crying, um, and he's got a, a, a like a, a suitcase that seems just overstuffed um, with you can see like odd colored um, sashes and things um, kind of sticking out of it. It's very like bulbous and ill shapen, like it's got weird things stuffed in at, at odd angles. And um, he's got a uh, an upturned um, hat in front of him, kind of like a one of the like a bowler hat that's kind of been punched in, um, that is completely empty. And uh, he's wearing um, uh, pants that are just like far too large for him in a way that that seems aggressive in in how like incorrect these pants are. Um, and he's wearing like a, a singlet um, and just kind of like big big suspenders. Um, and he is, um, 
sitting there with a uh, a large, uh, what seems to be like a, a foam red ball, one hand, and um, a uh, so just a rock in the other, and he keeps throwing them in the air and dropping them, um, and then looking into the mirror and saying like, "Dad was right. So stupid. Oh, so stupid." Um, excuse, um, excuse me. May I? May I? May I? May I sit next to you? Oh, oh, are 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 you here for the show? To are, are oh. you here to see Fantastic Fred? Um, sure, yes. Your show, please. Okay, okay. Well, uh, welcome. And he kind of like looks up and down at the armor uh, and says, "Uh, oh, f- fantastic audience member to uh, the Fantastic Fred show. I." Am and he like sticks the the nose on, um, which is quite a feat. Uh, he's got like a, a small orcish nose, so he has to kind of like stick it over the, the top of the ridge and doesn't really sit too well. He says, I am Fantastic Fred and I'm here to entertain you. He says, Can I have a volunteer from the audience? And he looks around like there are many people watching, there were no people watching aside from you. Um, Brendan just kind of awkwardly puts her hand up. And in a way that only someone who is insisting on doing crowd work where there's no crowd to be had can, he looks past you several times before suddenly noticing and saying, oh, you, thank you, thank you, yes, of course. Uh, Can I offer you uh, a handkerchief? And he holds out his suitcase uh, expectantly. Um, sure. Yes, please. So there's a. She's there's a, like trying to play along. Like she doesn't yeah. need one. But can you roll me a performance check? <laughs> well, that's not great. That's a two. Amazing. Uh, you're as good as he is um, at this performance. <laughs> um, so do you grab the handkerchief that's sticking out of the side of his suitcase? Yeah. All right. I mean, uh, I try. Yeah. Give me a strength check. <laughs> strength check. Uh, that is nat one. Uh, you, uh, you yank, um, and it's stuck. Uh, so you yank harder and you end up pulling him forward into you. Uh, so he bounces off. Well, here's the thing. Would you collapse if he fell into you so that he'd like fall through you? Or would you just let him bounce off you? I mean, I wouldn't let him get hurt. Okay. So he just kind of falls forward, bounces off you. There's a squeak as his nose hits. Um, and then he falls. And as he does... Uh, the suspenders break, the pants fall down, the suitcase explodes, a chicken jumps out, and um, just like a, a variety of shitty prop comic things just kind of roll away uh, into the dirt. Um, and he's just laying there on his back, staring up at you, and he just says, Ta-da! Gwendolyn just kind of looks awkward and then just starts clapping. Uh, and to your surprise, there's another... Uh, another clap, a uh, series of claps nearby, and um, just sort of a variety of people come over, uh, like laughing pretty heartily. Um, and uh, one of them, um, who is a uh, just a like a, a an admittedly small troll, but a troll nonetheless, comes up and slaps you on the back and just says, "You two are hilarious! Oh, that was great! Oh, <laughs> what a great comedy duo! Here you go." Um, and he, uh, he flicks a, a coin into the hat and a few other people do as well. Uh, and then they kind of tramp off kind of over Fantastic Fred, but um, away. And as he kind of crawls, crawls to his feet, he just says, that's 
the most successful show I've ever done. I mean, they call me Fantastic Fred since I told them they had to, but maybe you should be the one who has the fantastic name. What's your name? Well, I I already have a title. I'm I'm Queen Gwendolyn of Orville. That's a weird clown name, but I like it. All right. Cool. Um, can did you I... give yourself that one too, like I did? Um, I guess, I guess I kind of did in a way give myself that title. I, oh, I suppose I did. Well, then I guess I aim too low with Fantastic Fred. From now on, I will be Archduke King Fred. Then I can be royalty like you, of Orville. Sounds that's a great made-up place. Orville, um, only because uh, it's a little bit touchy. The kind of mechanism of inheritance of the title right now. Oh, so, you made up a whole backstory. Well, uh, not so much as made up as to it's kind of the truth in what happens and I'm the actual queen of Orvel, but it, that doesn't matter. I'm here to talk about you and learn about your story and, and, and why, uh, I mean, what's going on? <laughs> I mean, Gwendolyn caught herself uh, like about to ask him, like, why, why are you like, <laughs> Doing so shittily. Why <laughs> like, are you seems, like this? Why, yeah. are you, why are you the way you are? Be like, oh, that might not have been the most tactful way <laughs> well, to approach it. So good news is I rolled a one. at the last second. <laughs> so he did not notice. Uh, he, he He's also pretty jazzed about the, the money. Uh, and he says, oh, okay. Well, I, I, won't, I won't infringe on your thing. I'm told that's rude. Uh, my name's Fantastic Fred. Uh, I'm also, uh, I guess, uh, an heir... Uh, of a sort, uh, my my dad is uh, one of the head archivists of uh, of the the uh, Empire of Numbers, which means that he takes like lots of important things, then he puts them in things, and then he puts those things in other things, so that when people say "Where's that first thing?" he can show them the thing that the thing is in inside the other thing. Uh, so that's what he does, and he's real good at it. And I was I was supposed to do that. But um, I was kind of more interested in the fine art of clowning and uh, prop comedy, uh, which I learned about in a forbidden book that someone left in the Orc Library. So uh, rather than, uh, you know, following in dad's footsteps, uh, I learned the fine art of performance. And he does the saddest jazz hands. <laughs> jazz hands are like usually kind of sad, but these are real sad, mostly because they're mostly going side to side rather than actually jazz handing. He sad said, hands. Yeah, oh yeah, sad hands. Uh, so he does sad hands, and he says, uh, but uh, the Empire is not too fond of uh, those who choose not to do uh, what they were uh, uh, told they should. So uh, I ended up living in uh, Remainder for a bit, and that was okay. Wait, rem- remain- Remainder? Yeah, the city of Remainder. It's on the border. It's where uh, a lot of the, uh, the people who don't quite fit the Empire's uh, mold go. All right. Um, so what's it what's it like in Remainder? I mean, it's a little sad, not going to lie. Uh, everyone's a little bit bummed that they're not, you know, living up the expectations of where they came from. But, you know, people make 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 do. It's uh, it's pretty it. It can be a sad, sad place sometimes. But it's also all right. You know, they're they're making do. And and sometimes the Empire will even stop by with some like nice food instead of what we scrounge. So that's always good. Right. 
Um, right. So, right. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's correct. What I'm telling you is right. Yeah, you get it. Oh, you're real smart. Hey, do you have a boyfriend? I do not. Girlfriend or significant other person? I mean, I have significant people in my in my life. Hmm. Are applications open for a fine, fantastical person, perhaps? Uh, uh I'm sorry. Oh, what? I'm sorry I too. Un- no, I no. I didn't God. understand. No, it's okay. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, no, it's okay. Uh. <sighs> Always you'll a clown's made, never a clown. Uh, you'll, you'll have to forgive me. Things are a bit different in Orville compared to oh. the way things are around here. I was really, I'm really, I look, I'm trying to like find, find out like what people uh, need oh. to be happier in their lives. Well, I, I mean, and you helped, you helped me do a good performance. That made me pretty happy. Uh, right. And you understand when I'm uh, when I'm explaining things. A lot of people don't, so that that made me happy. So you're doing real good. You're a real good queen. Right, but like, just say I wasn't here, um, to do that for you. What would okay. make you uh, your life better overall? Probably love. All right, so love or is Or failing that to be as popular as him, and he points to the juggler. Oh, you want to be popular? Yeah, I've been trying to love do what he does, but it's really hard. Uh, that, th- those would be, be good things. Uh, but, you know, it's okay. We're making do. A few of us came from, from Remainder to, to, you know, come come to the Exile's Moon and, you know, do stuff, so... Uh, I, I guess I'd also just be happy to, you know, be part of that group. It's nice to have have traveling. Fr- they told me I can't call them friends, but uh, traveling companions is nice. Right. Okay. So, right. If I'm understanding this correctly, generally what you're looking for is success. I mean, yeah, I guess. All right. So, what's holding you back from being successful right now? He looks down at his pants that are still pooled at his feet. The sprung open <laughs> suitcase, all of his props having rolled away, and the two coins in his hat. And he's like, honestly, this is the most successful show I've ever had. Uh, pretty good. Um, but I, uh, I think maybe it's a lack of uh, talent, tact, drive, and capability. Uh, that's what Alona always says. And she's usually right because she's real smart. This is what I get for rolling a two and a one, right? Maybe. <laughs> All right. So let me approach this a different way. If there was some external force that was keeping you from succeeding, what would that external thing be? Let's say you had all the talent and tact and drive and capability to succeed, but you still weren't succeeding. What is left that could possibly be keeping you back or holding you back, keeping you from succeeding? And and he he like really considers this, and thinks about it. 
guy like puts his hands on his hips and walks around in his big dumb uh like boxers that are like also slightly oversized he really went with the bit it's a real mr bean situation as he kind of nice. like shuffles back and forth um <laughs> then he turns back and he says whoa i think what's probably be holding me back would be like vines because like vines can do that and it's really hard to move forward if you're 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 wrapped up in vines so what you're saying is that the infrastructure where you live is poor and it's difficult for you to move around and get where you need to be no i'm just really scared of vines right. um, at which point we <laughs> got to duncan <laughs> Uh, Vines. <laughs> this is great. Duncan. Um, He's a natural queen. I don't know how we could choose anybody <laughs> else. Well, I mean, you to lead have, a nation like that have, man, maybe into better pants. <laughs> you have. Uh, you now also have the ruler option of Archduke King Fred. So really, if it comes down to you and him, it's going to be a tight election. Is all. <laughs> 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 Duncan's going to be the I voted for Kodos guy. <laughs> Duncan, um, you uh, open your eyes um, to a, um, uh, a room that you remember uh, quite well, uh, actually. Um, you're in uh, the barracks hall um, of the uh, Dawnbreakers in Orville. Mm. Um, and as you remember it from uh, being roughly Nibs's age, you're sitting alone um, with uh, one of the, the old tomes that you... you uh, I think at this point the archivist is like... He's like begrudgingly on side with what you're trying to do. At first it was like, oh God, this kid It's like, it's very much the Hermione thing where it's like, this kid just keeps coming back to the library, but eventually she realized like, oh no, you actually like, you want to learn this stuff. Like you're not doing this for some horrible game. I'm not familiar with. You're actually trying to learn. Um, yeah, and if you don't help me, I'm going to start stealing shit. Totally. Yeah. Which I mean, admittedly, I'm sure is a very common occurrence. So um, you've got a book open in front of you uh, as is, is often the way. Um, but, uh, rather than, um, other kids, um, there are adult dawnbreakers, uh, sitting at, uh, at the other table. Am I currently Duncan at Duncan's age or kid Duncan just for my, brain? uh, you're Duncan at Duncan's age, but kind of like Will Ferrell as elf, uh, sitting in like a tiny chair. Um, but none <laughs> of this, none of this seems strange to you. Um, do yeah, the, uh, logic. I can follow. Yeah. hundred percent. And, um, obviously the, the, the spell that his, um, the spell he was able to cast uh, against your intelligence has just kind of like rendered a lot of the stream logic -y and moot. Um, the, uh, Dawnbreakers at the other table are, uh, laughing and, um, are, uh, examining their coppers and you realize that it's, um, induction day, the day that um, oaths are sworn and uh, Dawnbreakers become Dawnbreakers. Um, but looking at your own wrists, uh, they're remarkably naked. Um, the coppers are not there. And uh, it makes sense because looking at the book in front of you, the words are nonsense. And uh, you find that uh, even though you're adult sized Duncan, you're wearing like Nibs's bright blue uh, outfit um, to your own size. Uh, and it seems that you are not going to be a dawnbreaker. Um, you kind of had your shot, and um, you can see 
you know, Hadrian and uh, others kind of laughing and uh, reveling in in their new their new life. Um, can you roll me a? Uh, let's go with a probably a wisdom save. I don't think your intelligence can help you here. I would agree with that. That's a six. Um, you actually had never planned for this. This was a ride or die. And as it actually happened, uh, you were incredibly prepared to take the oath and, and do everything. Um, what's, what is your backup plan now as you, you observe this? I think he's one of those people who never had a backup plan. I don't I think agree. there is one. I think that, that it was like, it was this or he is nothing. So yep. this would be the equivalent of Duncan, like walking out onto a bridge and thinking about jumping. Like yep. that's, he's, he's the, the career athlete who has the injury that takes them out before they can even play the game professionally. Like there's nothing left with that. Cause he didn't have family. He didn't have friends. There's none of the support structures that like a smarter or more just system would have supported him in his youth and helped him find. Mm-hmm. Instead he had a dream that's ash in his hands. Yep. Uh, so take 17 points of damage. Um, as uh, the world blurs a bit for you, um, whether it be through tears or through the the realization that uh, you came from nothing uh, and to nothing shall you return, um, the all of the faces look a little bit off um, as as they blur. You can see, like having now just spent a bunch of time with Hadrian, like his his face is clearest, um, but uh, his ears are, are somewhat more pointed. Um, he looks older, more, more wizened, um, there's sort of a wispy beard where there wasn't before. Um, and it strikes your brain as, as odd. Uh, so you'll have advantage on your next save, um, okay. as the damage being done to you also, like, it's very easy to just keep you in this illusionary world, but the minute it starts to like actively hurt you, your body and brain can eat more easily rebel against it. Um, Next, you uh, you find yourself um, in the uh, uh, the main the town square of Orvel. Um, you are a dawnbreaker. You you wear the gauntlets. Uh, you have your outfit, um, and before you use the armor of Amalekin Solaris, um, holding the chain um, as it's uh, sort of like kneeling down, uh, holding the tether that uh, keeps Orvel safe, and uh, impaled against it is Gwendolyn. Um, sword is uh, through her chest. Um, she started to to slide off of it, uh, leaving a trail of um, like pieces of, of heart and lung um, as she sort of slumps uh, into the hilt. Um, the light in her eyes uh, is uh, gone, um, and you realize that your your ward, your charge, the the person you thought perhaps could could actually lead, uh, is dead. Uh, and you fail to stop it. Uh, how do you react to that? Am I fighting this spell, Tom? I imagine that there's like each, kind of each of these in each of these moments. Um, basically, I'm, you'll get a save, um, but it also the way you describe Duncan reacting to it is how we'll figure out. Like, basically, the the trick is that Duncan isn't a, a magic thinky guy, right? Yeah. So no. the way the illusion is working, 
you're basically stuck on the roller coaster. And it's like, how are you reacting to each sequence will determine what you're going to roll. Once you've determined what you roll, that'll determine whether or not you get hurt. Because he can't, right now you don't know, like you can't fight it yet because you don't know it's not real yet. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what I was trying to figure out is I'm like, does he have a track of knowledge where it's like the test and then the reactor? Is he just reacting as though it's real? And I'm imagining yeah. at this point he's reacting Currently, as though it's real in the moment. No memory beforehand, none after. But this is just the each moment. time, but each time, it, each time you get injured, like basically every time you fail a save, it's going to become easier and easier to know that this isn't real because you're hurting, not just existing in the moment. Yeah. Um, his question would be who had done it. He'd be looking around. Like I think his instinct would be vengeance before mm. it would be fear or despair. Okay. Um, okay. Horror, I like that. absolutely. But. But vengeance. Okay. Um, that actually gives you a pretty strong hand to play in this one. So let's go with... Um, Charisma is your main, is it dex or charisma that gives you your uh, attack proficiency bonus? Or, uh, uh, charisma is the like swashing, like yep. that's the core of swash. Dex is what I'd be adding to like a weapon kind of thing. Let's go with dex then, because I feel like this isn't this isn't elegant vengeance. This is beat a man to death with your hands if you can yeah. find him. Good old skull rape. So we're just going with the save for dex? Uh, yes, but you do have advantage because of your previous injury. Fair enough. I'm imagining I'm not seeing a physical danger coming at me involved in the trap. Not this yet. Is just purely no. emotional. Okay. Yeah. Just you're, there's... you're stuck in like proper inception shit where it's like yeah. everything makes sense no matter where you look, but it always drags you back to. to the yeah. Moment. Yeah. I just want to check because I've got an ability against traps I can see in saving throws, but I don't know uh, if I can see this. Uh, I would give that to you in this because that's inherent training. So I think. If your okay. brain in any way triggered to like this is there is a danger here, then so I guess roll thrice and pick the uh, best. No, it, it just adds it adds half my charisma modifier to it. So it's got an additional plus two. Mm. I hate triple advantage. So that's much better. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I rolled a fifteen on both die, so that makes that really clear that I was destined to get a fifteen, which mm -hmm. takes us to a twenty-eight. Um. No, wait, all right. No, fifteen. Twenty. Yeah. 20, 25, 26. Yeah. Twenty-eight. Holy shit. Um, so you immediately, um, start looking for, for the person who, who could have done this. Um, and looking down, uh, you see blood on your own hands. Uh, but you would never wield a broadsword. That's a, a big, heavy stick for stupid people. Uh, it's inelegant and not something you'd ever wield. Also, she fell from here. Also, that isn't the Ellos blade. It's just a random. So none of this makes sense. Um, so, um, the, uh, you actually hear a grunt, um, that kind of echoes, uh, off the, the walls of, uh, of your mind, um, and go ahead and roll, um, damage, uh, from obviously minus any swashing points, but, uh, just straight damage from, uh, a, an attack you would make. Great. Um, I'm imagining this would be like the base thing. Cause I've got my, my rapier, my pistol or my poison wrist thing, Tom, which one feels like it would be appropriate here. Um, I imagine in a, uh, let's go with the pistol. I feel like this, this is a, you would have drawn a sword normally, but you're if dealing he's got with the a wrong sword, sword in his hand, dish it and pull a pistol feels right. And I almost feel like, um, a pistol is reactionary. Whereas a sword is like, now we will fight. Pistol mm -hmm. is more your, oh fuck button. Yeah. Um, so roll that, that sweet, sweet Mr. Bang and give five him piercing damage, five piercing damage. All right. Um, yeah, the, uh, the world undulates around you. Um, you stumble forward and similar to how you felt in the, uh, uh, in the tent, uh, you sink. 
Uh, although you now realize that this is less a I'm sinking in quicksand and more a kind of your brain falling through a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, you kind of stumble forward um, into uh, Gwendolyn and the sword, uh, which disappear. Uh, and for a moment, uh, you fall into darkness as you hear heavy breathing um, sort of resounding all around you. Maka, you're outside the tent. You have very helpful people who all want to help. What do you do? Uh, I, uh, I say to the one that's like closest to me, uh, please, I require space to work. Please go disperse. Can you you roll persuasion? Persuasion is a 10 minus one. So nine. All right. Um, they say, oh, 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 and they turn around like, hey, hey, uh, he, he needs, he needs space. He needs space. So, uh, come on, come on, let's clear him some space. Let's clear him some space. And they start just like pushing people out of the way. Wow. Um, basically almost in a break dance, uh, like let's make way for a break dance thing. The problem is they're shoving you away from the tent, thinking that you're going to like set something up. There it is. Um, so despite the fact that they're, you are bigger than them, it's less that they're physically moving you a lot. And it's more that they're just annoyingly moving you enough. That it's very hard uh, to uh, to focus. Um, inside, um, you see uh, Duncan um, cough up blood, um, and then in one fast motion, um, pull Mister Bang and just fire it into the ceiling. Um, at which point, um, the uh, one of the hanging loots explodes um, outside um, uh, the uh, the tent, and a bunch of people kind of panic and scream and duck. Um, and, uh, the, uh, the tent begins to kind of whip and, and twist, um, around the kind of, um, orb of, of force, uh, that's, that's keeping him in. Okay. I should point out the bullet didn't hit the loot. Uh, he fired straight up yeah. in the air. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the loots are outside of the force field. Some of them. Yep. Some of them. Uh, I'm going to try and make my way over to, over to the, the loots. All right. Um, can you give me a strength save uh to try and get through these people strength save is 15 plus 2 17 17 um yeah they uh they are smaller than you to a person um so um they uh you start um shoving them um out of the way uh and uh marching uh towards the tent what would you like to do when you, you arrive at the tent uh cast shillelagh and smash a loot with my shillelagh Great. Um, so you you do so. You don't need to roll for that. It's smashing a loot. Um, it breaks um, with a, a sort of a twang. Um, and uh, again, you see uh, kind of the, the tent twist and, and undulate. Um, and now you can almost hear music, um, but it's slightly discordant. Uh, it feels off. Um, but... Uh, Yes, you can certainly hear music. Now, again, there are a bunch of loots inside and, and mandolins and other things, but there are definitely a few out here. Do you want to spend the time to smash them? Uh, no, I'll, I'll shout to everyone uh, and, and to just say, uh, <laughs> everyone, we must destroy this shop. This 
episode of Curse Code and Crown Sound was mixed and edited by Laura Hamstra, and the campaign was created by Tom McGee. Our original theme music was composed by Landon Noblock, and Curse Code and Crown's artwork was created by the brilliant Del Borovic. If you want to follow our players or our DM on Twitter, you can reach out to Laura at El Hamstring, Ryan at the Ryan LeBlanc. Tyler at Tyler underscore Hewitt, Tom McGee at McGeeTD, or you can message our whole company at Dum Dum Dice. So please join us again for more Curse, Code, and Crown! Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time The Half Blind Prophet, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby. Richard Cranium, Sammy Boy, Orion Birchfield, Scott Garland, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Acrix, Grandma Likes D&D, Alan, Austin Nut Powers Fry, Stabby Stranger, Glitch Trick, Roman Brown, Shulzari, Christian Mendez, Spot Allen, Flynn1138, Alorraine Okapi, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.